welcome to the Timbers Field Report. This is Drew Olson. Uh, Kyle is out today, but I have uh, Jamie Frazier. Is it Frazier? Yeah, Jamie Frazier, Ford, something like that. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, uh, on the line, she is a Timbers fan in Houston, which is not a coincidence. As everybody knows, the Timbers will be in Houston on Saturday. Um to to play so we've been waiting for it all year <laughs> yeah exactly so it seemed like a perfect time to have have you on so thank you first of all for uh for coming on yeah absolutely why don't we start uh if you don't mind just kind of run through how you became a timbers fan oh well i grew up in wyoming so there were no pro teams of any sort there um a timbers hotbed yeah, a Timber's hotbed for sure. <laughs> and uh, I was actually interning at the Oregonian in Portland in 2011 when they joined MLS. And as part of that internship, I got to shoot photos from the sideline for several matches. Wow. And I'd been trying to decide for a year or two which MLS team to make my own, um, since you don't kind of grow up with a tradition in Wyoming. And that summer in Portland sold it for me. There was, you know, no other choice after that. After you've been in that stadium, it's you can't choose anything but the Timbers. Um, but I've not been back to a match since then. So it's been somewhere else. So uh, hopefully we're, we're trying to make it to a match at the end of the season, but we'll see. Uh, so are you going to be at the game this Saturday? Yeah, definitely going to be at the game this Saturday. Um, it's, <laughs> like I said, as soon as that schedule is put out, I marked on my calendar the matches in Houston and Dallas and requested those days off from work because, um, surprisingly, the uh, the Timbers fan base in Texas is a fun crowd, <laughs> and there's more than you would think. Um, and so it's been something I've been looking forward to all year, and I just really hope we can get a back-to-back win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so have you been to any games in uh, Timbers games in Houston previously or any other Timbers away days? Yeah, so I've been to two away games previously. Uh, both were the Houston and Dallas games last year. Um, last year in Houston was the 1-1 draw. Um, and then the Dallas one was uh, the regular season and you know, we beat them 2-0, but then Vancouver won their game, so it didn't matter. So, <laughs> But that was a lot of fun. And uh, pardon the screams there, that would be one of my parrots being obnoxious at the moment. <laughs> Another Timmers fan, yep. clearly. Yeah, number one fan, Freya, the green conure, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but no, She's green, that's no coincidence. No, right? not at all. <laughs> cool. Green and red, actually. There it is. Rose City Red, I assume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, well, let's uh, let's actually jump back. Let's run through this game uh, this weekend. Obviously, the Timbers won two to two to one. I think the major story, uh, maybe besides the win, is that our boy Diego Valeri came back and got his first start of the season. The, definitely a much better performance than we've seen the last last few weeks, maybe the last month. Any uh, any hot takes or quick uh, takeaways from that game that you want to bring up? Um, I guess one thing that kind of stood out to me in that game and has all season is Wallace has just 
been on fire and taking a lot of shots. He hasn't gotten anything in the goal yet, but, you know, he's had 17 shots this season, and if he keeps taking those, one of them will hit the net. So I'm curious to see if that, how that continues now that Valeri's on the field. You know, Wallace set up Valeri's goal in this game, so I'm curious if that'll, you know, reciprocate and maybe Wallace will become a scoring option too. Yeah, absolutely. It's Wallace is, you know, started the season pretty slow, but he's really come on later and he forced a really nice save. Uh, I think it was in the first half that uh, John Bush or uh, Evan Bush uh, pushed wide. So he definitely seems like he's on the on the pre- precipice. And I think Diego Valeri coming back just kind of relieves a lot of pressure from guys like Wallace and, and Nagby who you know, have been forced to carry the load so far. And now that they have someone else that can take the pressure off and um, attract a little more attention, I think it's just going to lead to everybody, especially up front, to, to play a little better. That said, uh, our, our strikers continue to mostly suck. <laughs> I mean, I, while uh, this is a good team performance, I thought, I mean, this might have been the worst combined game by Audi and Rudy. They, were, uh, they both had so many chances. Although, you know, at least Audi had chances. There have been games where he's not. You know, True. he had two dispatches this match, um, one of which was followed up by Borchis, um, who I have to say, one more goal, and he's tied with Audi for goals this season. Right, yeah. Our, our center back is our second leading goal scorer right now. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Rudy, who I've on this podcast been saying should have been starting and then he got a couple starts lost it again but man he he missed obviously the breakaway is the big one but there was another really good chance just not not a good game and and the, i guess the worst part of the performance for probably both Audi and Rudy is they couldn't even get shots off they were both of them had open chances on goal and they got tackled away because they held on to the ball too long so i don't know if that's a sign that they're like lacking in confidence, and they're just waiting for that mm-hmm. perfect setup. But it just seems like in a lot of those, they just if they would have just taken a shot and forced a save, then they could have uh, really, you know, at the very least, uh, maybe got a rebound or, or something along those lines. And that's what happened with the Borchus goal. Exactly. You know, Adi did the header, and um, we got a rebound off of that. I think that needs to happen more. I'm also just constantly surprised for being six foot four, how easily Audis seems to go down and how he just has trouble getting past defenders. And I, it's weird for me to think someone that big can't find a way to muscle through, take an extra step, give himself the space to take those shots. Yeah. So I'm kind of mystified by that. It's kind of the Kenny Cooper syndrome, who we also got to see a little bit. But yeah, a guy that is pretty big, but yet, doesn't exactly play like he's as, as big and strong as he looks. Um, and, you know, it's something that I expected from a guy like Adi when he first came in, but he, dude's been here for a year now. Like, <laughs> he's adjusted the league. He's realized he's not going to get those calls. So it's, you know, stay on your feet, man. So, yeah, it seemed like another pretty good defensive performance. Uh, Borchers obviously scored the goal. But, and, you know, we did give up the one to Duro, but it wasn't necessarily a bad goal to give up, you know, off a bounce. It seemed like a nice save from Boracy. Um, any thoughts on, on the defense in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think without our defense, we would have been in a lot worse shape. That first half, we were 
we didn't have any possession that first half. It was kind of, you know, I had hit in my stomach. It was scary to watch how little we uh, moved into the attacking half of the field. But that said, I didn't feel like any shots were really that threatening in the first half. And I think us figuring out our defense, you know, on the back line and in the center midfield. So I hope we can hold it together for the rest of the season because we're going to need it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if there's been any sort of season, I think it's been how well our defense has played. You know, we've, I guess we've given up, what, for nine goals in 10 games or something like that. I mean, that's, that's about as good as you could ever hope for. So hopefully we can keep it together. All of the goals that we've given up do have just been momentary lapses. They've not been the result of you know, systematic problems. Um, so I think that's good if we can just keep our heads on straight. I mean, that Oduro goal, you had Wallace and Chara. I don't think they followed Alexander into the box the way they should have, and that's, you know, allowed him to take the rebound or take the shot that then was rebounded for Oduro. But, you know, we've not had, you know, consistent problems with our back line like we did last year as we struggled to figure out who kind of was leading the show. Yeah, you're totally right. And it's almost scary, like, how good our defense could be, because it seems like the ones we have given up, maybe aside from this one against Montreal, have been, like, boneheaded, like, mistakes or lack of communication or something. So if we can figure that out, man, this could be a a really, really good defense. And it it was funny, I was watching it with some, some friends here, and, we were commenting about the fact that, you know, Ridgewell's the DP, he's the big name, but I feel like Fortress has been the best and most solid defender uh, this season. May- maybe a little bit to blame on the Seattle goal uh, a couple weeks ago, but man, he's <laughs> just been really consistent. And uh, is, oh, there's this, I'll take that as a as <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. our defense, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe. Yeah, she's referring to the good communication between our, our defenders lately. We said the S word, Seattle. Because <laughs> her freak out. Uh, That's awesome. Cool. So, we talked about Borcher's goal. The awesome, I mean, I think when Valeri took, just took that shot. To when he scored, like every Timbers fan just like had a moment where we were just like, you know, couldn't get our breath because we were like, <laughs> oh my goodness, you know, he's back and it just perfectly bends into oh. the far post. And it was just, uh, oh man, there was, uh, I don't know. There, I was really worried that we were like building him up as this messiah that was going to come back and save the day, but then he actually did it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've uh, I've made the joke a few times when watching the matches here at the apartment that, you know, we're waiting for the day police, you know, arrive at the door because they think it's like a domestic violence call or something. Because I'm like yelling, you know, <laughs> like either in that case, it was happy to see the goal. Sometimes it, <laughs> that was, I think, a turning point. And I'm curious if it'll bring confidence back, you know, whether it's individual players that are hitting slumps or just as a team. Like, when we do hit that confident stride of the season, what will look like? Because, I mean, you mentioned that if our defense wasn't making these silly mistakes, we'd be having, you know, more clean sheets. Our offense hasn't been getting things in the net. Like, I wonder if confidence is just kind of what we're missing. Yeah, I think you're you're really on to something. And you only, it seems like it can only grow once Will Johnson comes back, hopefully in a, in a week or two. Uh 
I was hoping he'd be here for Houston, but... <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Oh, well. Porter said he might come off the bench or something. We'll see. Uh, but but I think just having Valeri on, besides giving the guys a little bit of confidence, Valeri's runs are just so smart. You know, he doesn't... He, he, he almost never sprints in a game, but he's just so calculated and uh, just makes such smart plays that, like his goal, for example... He picks, you know, gets the pass, picks it up. Wallace makes a nice play to get it to him, and and he just knows where to be. And that ball squirts free, and he hits it one time, which is something that Audi. I don't think I've ever seen Audi take a one, take you know, one time shot. No, that's why he messed up so much early season. Is he was taking too many extra touches? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, having him there, I thought it opens up Nagby to, to uh, dribble a little bit more, which was really nice. And they just, there were a couple of moments where Nagby and Valeri had some really nice wall passes and one-twos that, you know, you just wouldn't have seen with Yarte or whoever was starting, you know, for Valeri. Why Yarte still came on as a sub, I don't know. But he's been awful, but... I think just maybe trying to, you know, when we were had that positive momentum, maybe to get him into that field. This is what it feels like when we're winning on the field because he's not been part of that team, you know, and with us up, it wasn't hopefully much of a loss. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, a lot to, lots to feel good about in this game. Any, any other last thoughts to wrap this game up? Oh man. I just, I'm can't wait for us to have all of our, you know, starting players back and see, kind of where that takes us the rest of the season. We've you know, managed to pull together a few wins and get a playoff spot at the end of the season before. So um, I hope that we can, you know, just continue to rise. And uh, But, you know, this is the Timbers, the tying Timbers, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, and it does seem like every time we put a performance together like this, we follow it up with a major dud. And... Let's see. As as but they're playing Houston, who haven't had a stellar season either. Um, and I mean they've only had two wins this season. Although it looks like they're getting a third today, Sunday against uh, uh, Toronto. Yeah. I mean, just two weeks ago they lost to Dallas four-one at home. So, you know, they're not unbeatable at home. Houston is such a weird team in a way because it seems like they're always a contender. They're always. Uh, right in there. I think last year was the first year they didn't make the playoffs in quite a while. Obviously, first year without Dominic Kinnear as head coach. Yeah. Oh, they just have a weird reputation for the first half of the season always sucks. Will that happen this year with a new coach? Um, and they've had a lot of turnover on their team in terms of players. Um, so the question is, are they going to continue to suck like this for the rest of the season? Or are they going to turn around like they always have? And kind of when is that going to be? Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> they tend to play possession like the Timbers. So I think it'll be a fun match to watch. Is it going to be really hot? Do you know what the weather is going to be like that? It seems like whenever the Timbers are in town, it's scorching hot. Yeah, well, it's 85 today. And it's supposed to rain during the week. And then by the weekend, warm up again and be in the 80s or 90s. So it'll be hot. Um, luckily, the game's, you know, not at noon like they used to schedule them but the stadium is called the oven for a reason <laughs> so i hadn't heard that that's good yeah there was actually when the stadium first opened um <laughs> oh shoot 
can't remember, someone made a big deal out of it and essentially called MLS really stupid for scheduling all of Houston's summer games at 2 o'clock. Um, it was David Beckham, that's who it was. Like, he refused to come play, even though, like, under his contract he was supposed to, he refused to play in Houston because 2 o'clock in July in Houston is a death sentence for a soccer match. So, yeah. um, Especially if you're from England. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so this is Timber's field report. So, uh, do you have any insight into what folks are, who are coming out for the game, uh, can expect any advice on places to visit or get eaten that they can, they can have while they're in town? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Houston is huge. So, uh, definitely get a car if you want to do any exploring. I mean, the city of Houston's like 650 square miles, and that's not including the suburbs. Wow. Um, yeah, it's huge. That said, you can find anything here. So if you want Vietnamese Cajun crawfish, you can find that. If you want um, Honduran food or just a really good burger, maybe with duck foie gras on the top, they have that. Um I'll try and, like, focus my recommendations on, like, downtown where people probably are staying since it's close to the stadium. Um, the Hubcap Grill is my favorite burger place. Cheap, greasy, good, basic burger. The Honeymoon Cafe is probably the most Portland-esque bar in downtown Houston. It has really good coffee and a few good craft beer selections and cocktails. Um and then, like, the Montrose is the most Portland-esque neighborhood in terms of the shops and food. Um, but there are a million good lists out there on the Internet on things to do in Houston and the different neighborhoods. So it's uh, – a yeah, you can find anything here, I think, <laughs> including yeah. Timbers fans. Yeah, so speaking of that, uh, do you know what's in store for uh... – pregame tailgate or anything of, of that variety? Yeah, we're going to meet at uh, Lucky's Pub, which is right across the street from the stadium. Uh, they hosted us last year. It was great. We got our own little side room. Um, it is the Dynamo official watch party space, but they gave us a side room and we're great and, uh, you know, usual pregame revelry. So I would expect the same this year. Um, I'm also pulling together the final details. We're going to try and do our own fan axe shoot since, you know, none of us could be in Portland. That's awesome. Uh, so we'll see how closely those end up looking like the others, but at least we'll have some fun. And, you know, uh, it's what we usually do is have fun. Yeah, that's why, that's why we're all here. Right. It's, it's not because the team's really good. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> Any uh, any predictions for, for the game? What do you think? How's it going to go down? Uh, well, I think we're going to win because we have to. <laughs> and uh, I think we're going to have some trouble maybe from Houston's Barnes, who, when he's not being absolutely lazy, um, is fast on the counterattack and is – Good good enough technically that he can get around several players. So if he decides to make a counterattack, that'll create a problem for our defense. Um, so I think that's the biggest threat. But, you know, their keeper's young. We're starting to score some goals. 
So I'm hoping that we can uh, win this one. They have some young guys on defense, so we'll get around them. I like the optimism. (laughs) (laughs) Someone has to be. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think, I mean, it really does have the potential to be a pretty good game. I think, you know, they still have Brad Davis, you know, Demarcus Beasley. Uh, The goalkeeper, Tyler Derrick, has had a really good season so far, but also, like, some boneheaded plays that are very, you know, you can tell he's new to the league and very young. Mm Mm-hmm. So it'll be and interesting. What's that? Davis hasn't been that present this season. Yeah. Um, he's not been involved in a lot of the big plays through the Dynamo yet. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And like I said earlier, they're both possession teams. So I think you're going to have interesting play in the midfield that if you're not a soccer fan would just be really boring. But, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how the midfield battle plays out in terms of possession. Yeah, it'll. I, I wonder how guys like Giles Barnes and uh, Brad Davis, whoever else is up there, go against uh, Powell and, and Biafania, uh, just because it seems like that's probably where they're going to put the attack, just because those are the, the shorter guys. And Powell's had an incredible season so far. I think he has 56 tackles won this season, which is like 10 more than second or something crazy. And, like, out of 58, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. really good. <laughs> yeah, like, incredible, incredible. So, uh, hopefully he can keep that up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right that guys like Barnes are going to be what decides it. Because if he can get through our defense, then we're in trouble. But uh, hopefully they can stay firm. And hopefully, uh, didn't, Adi didn't score, score against Houston last year, did he? No, it was, um, um, Arudi. Fernandez oh. and Arudi had a combo to score, which was unusual. Yeah, well, hopefully that happens again. It means those guys can, can get back on track. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> we'll be there to cheer them either way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we will uh, hopefully uh, be back with another field report next week to uh, sum up this Houston game and get ready for Toronto. So, uh, again, thank you, Jamie, for coming on. Any, like, Twitter handle or any – how can people find you? I'm Jamie K. Frazier on Twitter, just the letter K. Sometimes I tweet the games. And you're verified. I think you're the first the first guest on to field report to have a verified <laughs> Twitter account. Yeah, it comes with, you know, the territory of being a reporter for the local newspaper. So not covering the fun stuff, government, but that's okay. Make sure that the timbers aren't work so I can just have fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as someone that works around government in D.C., I can I can appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, yeah, uh, give us a rating on iTunes. You can find our Twitter handle at TA Field Report. I'm at Drew J. Olson. Probably some other things I'm forgetting. Oh, you can shoot us an email, timbersfieldreport at gmail.com. And uh, if you live in a respective city and the Timbers are going to be there anytime this season or next, shoot us an email and we'd love to have you on the field report. So, uh, yeah, for Kyle and Drew, uh, we will say goodbye. You can hear it on the radio. You see it on-